Chapter Three of the Flower Garden. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Flower Garden by Ida Dandridge Bennett. Chapter Three, Fertilizers. Fertilizers in the form of animal manures, chemicals, or vegetable matter come next in importance to a good soil. Horse, cow, sheep, and poultry droppings are the cheapest and most direct in results. Of the four, cow manure is probably the best for the majority of plants, especially pansies, iris, violets, ferns, and others which love a cool soil. Cow manure is known as a cool manure, and is suitable for a warm or sandy soil. Horse manure, which is more heating, especially when from young stock, is better on cold or clayey soil, as it has the effect of breaking up the adhesiveness of the clay and promoting the formation of sand. Hen manure is very warm and is therefore most suitable for cold soils. Sheep manure is especially desirable for roses and house plants, about one part manure to six of earth being the proportion. Good results may be obtained by the use of any or all of these if in the proper condition and judiciously applied. Manure is in proper condition when it has passed completely through the heating or fermenting stage. Fresh manure should never be placed where it or the water that leaches from it can possibly come in contact with the plants. Manure should be six months or, better still, a year old before being used. Old and well-rotted manure has much the appearance of rich black earth and is readily assimilated by the plants. It should be fine and free from such rough litter as corn stalks, cobs and long straws, and should be thoroughly mixed with the soil. As manure is full of the seeds of weeds and grasses, it is better, when applying it in the spring, to remove a portion of the topsoil and work the manure into the subsoil by spading, and then to return the topsoil. This will prevent their germination and save a great deal of weeding during the summer. Manure that retains its original form is too fresh to use and should be thrown in a heap and frequently forked over to hasten decomposition. It will be fit by another season, but older stuff must be procured for present use. Where there is room it is a wise provision to keep a pile of manure from year to year in order to avoid the inconvenience of looking for it when you need it. No better expenditure can be made by the gardener than in purchasing several loads of old manure when it is discovered in some neighbouring barnyard. If one has no supply and must purchase, the matter should be attended to in the fall at latest to allow ample time for saving it. Farmers usually draw the manure on the land as it accumulates, so that it is difficult to obtain in the spring. Ashes contain a certain amount of phosphates which tend to sweeten the soil. They are also beneficial in increasing the strength or stiffness of the stalks, and for this reason are valuable for aster and gladiolus beds. They should never be mixed with manure, as is frequently done, but should be strewn over the surface of the soil after the other fertilizers are worked in. Ashes mixed with manure release the ammonia of the latter, depriving it of one of its most valuable properties. Ammonia itself is not a fertiliser but a stimulant, creating in the plant a desire for the food stored up in the manure. 
in other words, an appetizer. Plants, like people, will not eat unless they have an appetite, and manure mixed with ashes is poorer and much less valuable in every way to the farmer and gardener. Soot is another excellent chemical fertiliser, adding much to the richness of colour in both flower and foliage. Apply either dry or mixed with the surface soil, or in the form of a tea made by pouring water over the soot in a vessel. Draw off the liquid after the mixture has settled, and apply it around the roots of the plants, taking care that it does not touch the foliage. It is especially good for pansies and roses. Manure water is a good way to apply animal fertiliser, as it is fairly free from the seeds of weeds, which constitute the chief drawback to the solid form. To prepare it, take a watertight barrel, or half-barrel, and put a spigot in the side near the bottom. Place three or four inches of clean straw in the barrel, letting it come well up above the spigot, then fill half full of manure. It is not necessary that the manure should be so very old, it needs only to have passed the fermentation period. Fill the barrel with water. Fit a tight cover over it, and it is soon ready to use. As long as the liquid runs the colour of coffee, or a strong tea, the manure will not need renewing, and more water may be added from time to time. But when it shows signs of exhaustion, empty the barrel, put the refuse on the compost heap, and fill the barrel as before. If the liquid is to be used on pot plants, it will be better to use boiling water in the barrel to destroy the eggs and chrysalis of the white worms and other larvae that infest the manure, or add a half teaspoonful of Paris green to the water. The first drawings from the barrel should be well diluted before using, especially when applied to dry soil. If hen manure is used, it should be made much weaker than other manures, as it is very heating and likely to burn the roots of plants. A convenient way to handle the manure barrel is to carry a watering pot of water to the barrel each time, emptying it in at the top and drawing off a corresponding amount at the spigot. In this way, the barrel is kept constantly full and extra steps saved. Liquid manure may also be prepared by filling a pail half full of manure, adding boiling water and dipping off the liquid when the sediment is settled. After a heavy rain, there will often be a pool in some corner of the barnyard where sufficient liquid manure may be dipped up to fill a barrel or hogshead. Where the barnyard is paved with cobblestones, as all barnyards should be, for health and cleanliness, a catch basin may be easily arranged which the natural slope of the land will fill when it rains. This will more than pay for the trifling outlay for its construction, as it need only be a depression in the soil covered with cement. Even stiff clay will answer. It is surprising how carelessly farmers let such valuable property go to waste while they buy load after load of manure at the stables in town and haul it long distances. The yield of the strawberry and asparagus beds alone would be sufficiently increased to pay for such a catch basin many times over. Soap suds furnish another excellent fertiliser, and every drop of water from the washroom bedroom and kitchen should be saved and applied around the roots of plants, especially roses, dahlias and vines, which never seem to get enough of either moisture or nourishment. Slop water should not be put on the foliage of plants, as it leaves a scum that is difficult to get rid of. A very good substitute for commercial bone meal may be manufactured at home, 
by saving all the bones from the kitchen, throwing them into a stone jar, covering them with strong lye, and allowing them to remain until soft enough to be pulverized and dug into the soil. The lye that remains may also be applied to the soil after being diluted with water. Blood obtained at the slaughterhouse is an excellent fertilizer, containing much easily assimilated plant food in a soluble form. Feathers contain much valuable material in the way of phosphates, but are not suitable for the annual beds. They may be applied to shrubs and hardy perennials by digging them into the ground at a little distance from the plants, where the roots will reach out and find them. Hoof pairings from the blacksmith shop are also valuable for the perennial bed. Indeed, with all the forms of plant food available, there is no excuse for starving plants. There are, of course, many commercial plant foods and fertilizers on the market, bone meal and guano being the most reliable among them, but many of them are expensive and uncertain in their action. Being highly concentrated, they are likely to do harm in the hands of the inexperienced. The natural manures are the safest. In using liquid manures either on the open ground or on potted plants, they should only be applied when the soil has been well watered the day before, never when it is dry. The plant, being supplied with all it needs to drink, absorbs only what it requires for nourishment and is less likely to be injured by an overdose. The moisture in the soil serves also to reduce the strength of the manure. In applying old cow or horse manure to new beds, a wheelbarrow load to every nine square feet is not too much for strong growing plants such as ricinus, cannas and salvias. Half that quantity of hen manure will be sufficient. End of chapter 3